Welcome to the Recommended Daily Value Podcast, your daily dose into the health and wellness world. Welcome back to the Recommended Daily Value Podcast brought to you by Umzu. I'm your host, Tyler Woodward, and today we're talking about fat gain, more specifically how to mitigate fat gain. So it turns out that there are primary two pathways in which we gain fat. Number one, you eat too much fat relative to the amount you burn, so it's directly stored. Number two, we eat an excess of carbohydrates relative to the amount we burn, which causes you to store the excess of fat. You can also gain fat from too much protein, but it's pretty unlikely. Both of these are a result of a process known as lipogenesis, or the synthesis of new fat, and both are simulated primarily by the release of too much insulin. As a result, two camps have developed in the dietary world. Number one, the low-carb, high-fat, high-protein diets, which consume little to no carbs or mostly fibrous vegetables, like carnivore, keto, and paleo diets. And number two, the bioenergetic approach, which entails a high-carb, moderate-fat, and protein diet. In terms of minimizing fat gain, I think these are both viable approaches, but they work for drastically different reasons. So the low-carb approach works through minimizing the secretion of insulin. Insulin's primary function in the body is to prevent your blood glucose levels from getting too high. So insulin is released, opening up a metaphor called doors in your cells to taking glucose to be burned as energy or stored as fuel as either fat or glycogen. Part of insulin's function is that it stimulates de novo lipogenesis, or the synthesis of new fat, primarily from carbs, but it also stimulates fat storage directly from fat and even protein as well. By minimizing your consumption of carbs, you severely limit the release of insulin, which in turn basically blocks the process of creating new fat. Additionally, by consuming pretty much only fat and protein, you're forcing your body to rely on fat as fuel, becoming quote-unquote fat-adapted. So you burn proportionally a lot more fat compared to someone who runs mostly on carbs or a mix of both carbs and fat. So you're much less likely to st- directly store fat as a result because you're burning so much more of it. I think there's a number of issues with this approach long term, but starting all of those, 99% of people don't want to eat a low-carb diet, and many of those that try it don't adhere to it in the long run. The other approach, the bioenergetic approach, focuses on increasing your insulin sensitivity. Insulin sensitivity is a measure of the amount of insulin you release relative to the amount of carbs that you eat, specifically glucose. The more insulin sensitive your body is, the more glucose you're able to burn with a small release of insulin, reducing the likelihood of synthesizing new fat. Basically, insulin sensitivity is like how skilled your body is at burning glucose. So as I mentioned before, insulin's main job is to manage your blood glucose levels, prevent them from getting too high. The more glucose that you consume, the more insulin that is released. What's really interesting though, is that if you were to inject the same amount of glucose into your bloodstream instead of eating it, you actually see less of an insulin spike. This is a result of certain hormones that are released by the gut and signal to the pancreas to start releasing insulin when they come into contact with glucose. But we can negate some of this insulin release by consuming sugars like sucrose and lactose. You don't have to just inject it. Both of these sugars contain half the amount of glucose per calorie compared to starches like that found in wheat or rice. So theoretically, by prioritizing sugars from lactose or sucrose, we can significantly increase the amount of carbs we burn and decrease the amount we store by decreasing this insulin response. There's also some evidence that fructose actually helps to lower the insulin response directly and helps you process glucose better. Plus, when you consume natural sugars like fruits or honey, they come loaded with other nutrients, including potassium and fiber, that also help to decrease the insulin response. Now, I'm not in any way saying that starches are bad or inherently fattening, but I do believe they are more likely to be stored as fat compared to other sugars if you were to consume the same amount of each. So there are strategies, though, that we can use to partially mitigate this effect, or at least help us out a bit. So first, consuming starches with fat slows their digestion. So the glucose is absorbed into the bloodstream more gradually, resulting in a smaller insulin spike. Additionally, I also recommend timing your starches within your cells are most hungry or depleted of energy, which most commonly occurs in the morning after fasting overnight and post-workout after you used up a ton of energy, usually a lot of glucose. 
These are generally the times where you're the most insulin sensitive. Lastly, you can also consider going for a post-meal walk, which has also been shown to lessen the insulin release. Well, that's it for this episode, so I hope you guys found some of these tips helpful. And remember, none of these tips will completely prevent fat gain, but they should definitely help. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button and share it with a friend. And remember, these opinions are my own, based on my own research and experiences, and is not medical advice. Until next time, be good.